0: You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is late afternoon on July 15th, 2020. My name is Philip Rostenreich. I'm the expert and site editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter at Philip R-R underscore omd On today's episode of Locked On Magic... The Orlando Magic back at practice after a day off with James Ennis back in the fold. We'll hear from him uh, as he is free from quarantine after he tested positive for COVID-19. Also, reportedly, Markel Fultz in the bubble as well now, so he should be joining the team shortly as well. We'll talk about the Magic trying to catch up and the level playing field. They have in front of them. But before you do any of that, I do want to remind you all to check out all the great podcasts on the Lockdown Podcast Network. They're searching Gravity Download Podcasts for Lockdown and the team you're looking for. Just like this podcast here, covering the Orlando Magic with excruciating detail. There's a podcast covering every single team in the NBA with the same level of care and detail that you can only find from a local expert who knows their team best. No matter what team it is in the NBA, the NFL, NHL, MLB, or College 2, there is a Locked On podcast for you. Just check, out, uh, check them out wherever you download podcasts or search for Locked On in the team you're looking for. The Locked On Podcast Network, it's your team every day. The Orlando Magic have now been inside the Disney campus for a week. They've conducted now six practices, taking uh, Tuesday off, uh, a chance just to kind of relax and unwind. And uh, as has been noted elsewhere, it seems like guys are starting to find ways to have just a little bit of fun um, and make the best of the situation. Um, You know, the Magic, there's been plenty of videos of guys going out fishing on the Seven Seas Lagoon uh, for those at the Grand Floridian um, you know, a lot of players have taken out golf outings, including now the Magic as well. Um, guys are doing the best they can to make the best of, uh, of you know, a restrictive situation. But make no bones about it. Guys are there to work. This is a business trip, not a fun trip. And, but you know, on your business trips, you do get to have a little bit of fun uh, on occasion. So everyone is getting back to work. And, and, and really, the struggle and, and I feel like the difficulty of... What the NBA has, is proposing that that players do here is the fact that there's a short amount of time to get ready. This is something that I know I have said ad nauseum uh, over the course of the last few weeks um, and really since the Magic got into, into camp. And it's really kind of the big focus, I think, from Steve Clifford is how do I get this team as ready and as prepared for ga- for meaningful games, like let's these let's not make no bones about it. These are the eight most important games of the season. How do you get these players ready? And, and the fact of the matter is, there may be no catching up. There may be no getting back to those March levels until well into the playoffs. Um, you know these, you know these games. Like I said the other day, these early games are going to feel like the beginning of the season. Your October, November games. And later on, it's gonna feel like you know, it's gonna these eight games are gonna feel like a season unto themselves. But of course, the body won't move as quick as the mind and the preparedness and the focus does. And and this is a a key balance for uh, Coach Steve Clifford. The reality is that everyone is playing catch up. This isn't just a Magic issue. This is everyone. Everyone is playing catch up in this way. And none more so than the guys who are entering the campus late or have tested positive for COVID-19, who may have missed out—certainly uh, missed out—at least two weeks of training. They're doing—they're having to do a lot more to catch up. As was noted when the Magic entered the the campus setting uh, by Jeff Weltman, the Magic entered the campus setting without three players. One was Alfa who who is staying behind to continue his rehab at the Advent Health Practice Facility. The other was Markel Fultz, who. Uh, was dealing with a personal matter. He reportedly, according to Josh Robbins of the Athletic, uh, entered the bubble um, or entered the campus setting on Wednesday or late Tuesday. Uh, so he will go through his quarantine period before he can rejoin the team. I believe that is four days if, if you're if you're an excused absence from the bubble. Um, and the last was an, an undisclosed player who tested positive for COVID nineteen. Uh, James Ennis. Uh, Revealed to the media that he was that player, or we can assume he was that player. He had tested positive for COVID-19 and had just cleared quarantine uh, before rejoining his teammates for practice on Wednesday. For a player like James Ennis, uh, he's obviously a a big key to what the Magic are trying to do. Um, You know, He filled in as the starting small forward, and as he got more comfortable and as he he understood what the Magic were asking him to do, uh, and, and his teammates got more comfortable with him, the Magic's offense started to take off. Um, but let's, let's, let's be clear, adding James Ennis and putting him at the three in that starting lineup moved everyone into an ideal position. Most importantly, Aaron Gordon. And so Ennis is a key player for the Magic. The Magic we're playing, sorry for the thunder there, the Magic we're playing down two players, two, start, two starters on their roster. And so getting James Ennis back is a big key and he is just happy to be back on the court.
0: And it's just tough not be able to work out and prepare for the prepare for this this bubble. But you know, I'm just happy to be back on the court. You know, trying to get my legs under me, just trying to get back in rhythm.
1: Ennis, of course, is not alone in trying to do that. He's not alone in having to reach this level of getting back into rhythm and getting back into shape. Uh, he's just maybe two weeks behind. Um, you know, there's the mandatory for, you know, pretty much a mandatory 14-day quarantine period uh, when you get to, when you get test positive, and, and certainly the NBA has its own protocols that Ennis had to follow and satisfy before you even entered the bubble. And then, of course, when you enter the bubble, you get tested upon entry, you uh, go into quarantine, and then you get tested every single day. And I, I think, again, I, I, if I'm not mistaken, if you have an excused absence, which Ennis would be, which Foltz would be, you have to have four consecutive days with negative tests before you are allowed to even leave your room. So again, any concern about... And is spreading it to the team uh, that should be put to rest. He has been tested multiple times over multiple days and has been shown to be negative uh, on each test to even begin to practice with the team to even be around the team. So it's good to hear that James is is fully recovered. Uh, you know, certainly everyone's happy to see that. I, I think one of the things that will be interesting to watch, and I think uh, observers are probably interested to see is whether there are any long-term effects to COVID-19, you know, especially among kind of elite athletes. Um, you know, is there performance differences or, you know, or, you know, these are like essentially the guys with the greatest lung capacity and, and the, the most physically fit. Um, so you're kind of getting an extreme case of understanding uh, how COVID-19 might linger or affect affect uh, people long after the symptoms of the disease are gone. Uh, and certainly then Ennis is kind of in that group too. And, and, and he'll be someone that I'm sure... The training staff will be watching carefully. But to be sure, this is something that the team is going to have to deal with. That um, and, and, and Ennis is going to have to catch up to where the rest of the team is at, and the rest of the team is going to have to pull him along to get back to where even they are at. And the fact of the matter is, even where the team is at probably isn't enough. It probably isn't enough. And that's sort of the strange reality that we find ourselves in, where nobody really, again, and I I know I said this, I know I've repeated this statement, nobody really knows how close or how far anybody is. And that's going to be part of the challenge, especially as the Magic reintegrate James Ennis and eventually Markel Fultz into the group.
0: You know, I think it's important for us to, you know, be upbeat and have things down so they can come in and have a baseline of where we're at and, you know, kind of push them to, you know, get to that level. You know, they're going to need our help to, you know, get back in rhythm, get back in speed. So, you know, the farther along we are, the easier it is for us to, you know, lead them to, you know, get back to full strength. And, you know, they're important guys on our team and, you know, we're going to need them. So we got to make sure they're prepared, you know, coming in and, you know, for our first scrimmage.
1: Michael Carter-Williams there talking after Wednesday's practice about trying to get James Ennis and Markel Fultz up to speed. We'll talk a little bit more about the team getting itself up to speed and getting back, uh, back to where it was in March or as close as it can here in just a moment. But just a couple of quick, more quick notes on, on James Ennis. Ennis did say that he was symptomatic uh, when he did catch the disease. He said for he had a headache for about four or five days and was really struggling to, to stand and, and, and throwing up. Uh, in the first 24 hours after, uh, you know, uh, when the, he really felt the disease. Um, you know, he's been in quarantine for the last 14 days. He said uh, players uh, throughout the team uh, reached out to him, including Michael Carter-Williams, who he's friendly with, Mo Bamba, Vic Law. Uh, you know, he was still involved in, in the group tax, so he was still connected to the team in some way. Um, you know, obviously missing being out there with him, missing, you know, being out on the court. Uh, and, and so very, I mean, we're all very happy that he's feeling healthy, that he is back uh if not to full strength then, then close to it and, and fully healthy again to, to be able to step back out on the court and play and obviously there is a lot of work ahead uh, to get ready for the season and and that's really what the phase we're moving into now and and so I'll, I'll you know correct something that I, I said on the last episode you know maybe dispel a, a little bit of a you know dispel something that I thought was going to happen uh, that isn't happening at this point um, and, and what that means here in just a moment On our last episode of Locked On Magic, I kind of predicted or tried to give a sense of what I thought the next phase of this kind of regrouping or restart of the season would be for the Magic in their practice. So through their first 5 practices, it was very clear that the idea was that this was about just getting back on the court and getting back playing again. It wasn't necessarily about uh, implementing any strategy or installing anything new installing anything terribly new. You know, obviously you have to install some stuff. Um, it's not necessarily about learning, it's just about playing, it's just about getting conditioning up, getting wind back, being able to play through a whole quarter or a couple quarters, You know, getting physical contact again, because these guys have been without basketball for a very, very long time, longer than most of them probably ever been without basketball uh, in the course of their basketball playing lives. Um, that's just part of the reality, uh, it really is, uh, and so, you know, Steve Clifford kind of said before entering camp or before entering the bubble that, you know, those first few days of practice are going to be more like the the optional September workouts. They're going to be more like the team getting itself you know, reacquainted with each other and just going out there, playing, maybe working on a few drills, but nothing too serious. And as Clifford said, usually by the end of those, by when those workouts come around, you get a sense of where everyone is in shape-wise and what you have to accomplish in training camp. And part of the, you know, part of the struggle for preparing for this camp is they don't really have a way of knowing um, where guys are at or you know, what they'll be able to do each day. Um, you know, the hope was to do more five-on-five five and, and they, they've certainly done that and they've kind of built and built and built and built. So uh, on our last episode of Lockdown Magic, I came on here and said that I thought, you know, the next, you know, the first five practices were that optional camp. The next five practices would you know, leading into the first scrimmage against the Clippers would be more similar to a training camp you know you know the the hope would be that they would be at a level where they could you know obviously still play a lot play a lot but install a little bit more and, and be um be a little you know be a little bit more involved uh, in that way Actually, I apologize if you can hear it it's it's storming outside while I'm recording this um be able to be prepared more like it's like it's an actual training camp <sighs> the reality is it's a lot more complex than that. Um, And and, you know, I asked Steve Clifford uh, after practice on Wednesday about this, about what, you know, whether he feels like they're at a point where it feels like training camp. Uh, And he said, they're really not even close, even with as optimistic as he has sounded about this team. Yeah. We're not close to training camp yet. Um, I, I don't know, to
0: be honest with you, this, these early games, uh, they're always a bit of a crapshoot in our league and this, this experience will be even more
1: so. We're not, uh, again, I think people have to understand these guys
0: just took whatever it was, nine, 10 weeks without playing basketball. They never do that in an off season. So um, we're, we're, you know, we're quite,
1: a, quite a ways away from where we'd be uh, in a normal training camp situation. And, you know, unfortunately, uh, and I'm sure we've said this so many ways, and certainly Clifford has said it so many ways, so thank thank, thank him for correcting me a little bit here. In so many ways, everyone is chasing that. It's, it's chasing just a feeling of normalcy. And unfortunately, there probably is not enough time to hit that before the calendar hit, says it's time to play. Before the calendar says it's time to play games. This isn't... Like a regular training camp, where you have you know a week of a hard training camp and then preseason games start, but you still have two three weeks to get yourself really ready for games to start counting. And even then, eighty two games is such a long time. You can kind of ease yourself into the beginning of the season. Like Clifford said, those first few weeks, you know, I think Steve, you know Steve Clifford said the first few games are always a crapshoot. Anyway, I think it's Matt Moore who always said the first two weeks in the last two weeks of the season are a complete crapshoot. Um, you just don't know what's going to happen. Well, the reality is, for two weeks we're going to have eight meaningful games, and nobody knows what's going to happen. And so, the, the task that the Magic seem to be on, the task that seems to be on the table for Orlando and for every team at, at Disney at this point, is finding a way to get as close to even preseason ready, as close to regular season ready as you can be, and just playing catch up from there, just. Scrambling and doing whatever you have to from there. The reality is, there may not be ever getting back to that level. The, the season is going, and everyone's dealing with it. So it's like, no, it's not like anyone has an advantage. There may be no getting back to the levels that everyone was at beforehand. There may not be anything even resembling, you know, early November shape or late November shape until we get a couple weeks deep into the playoffs. And so everyone is just playing catch-up, it seems. Yes, the reports from Magic practice have been positive, even today. Despite knocking off a little bit of rust from having the day off yesterday and practicing at 8.30 in the morning, uh, something that they'll do again tomorrow or on Thursday, the reality is, you know... Everyone is doing well, that the spirit and camaraderie and, and energy and practices are good. The focus seems to be there, but that may not be enough. Just physically, guys just may are, are trying so desperately to just get their, their bodies to catch up to their minds. I think is the way that Nikola Vucevic described it before they entered the campus was, you know, our our minds are gonna say these are April games, our bodies are gonna say these are October games. And that catching that up is going to be tricky. And there's concerns about injury. There's there's a lot of concerns heading into this season. And it's just going to be difficult to do any of this. It's just going to be difficult to hit that mark. And honestly, they may be playing catch-up for the rest of the time that this season is going on. There may not be a normal, there may not be a getting back to training camp level. You you hope they will be, but it's certainly not at the expectation that we would see if we had a normal training camp. At this point, everyone is just trying to do the best they can. And perhaps the fortunate thing and perhaps the intriguing thing is everyone is in the same boat. Locked On NBA. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. And that is part of this whole thing, of course, is that It isn't a continuation of the season. It isn't just a straight continuation of the season, which is what the NBA is trying to make it out to be with the schedule and and everything else. This is really something else. This is really something completely different. It's really a new season. Now, granted, the seeding is based off of what happened before in March, but the March team is gone. What we're going to see in a couple of weeks here is something very different from everybody. And it's not just an issue that the Magic have. It's an issue that everyone has. The playoffs are going to be different. Everyone is anticipating that these playoffs are as wide open as they have ever been because A, we don't know what teams are going to look like and B, home court advantage does not exist anymore. Coaches, you know, Clifford has said, and it's hard to tell whether this is just you know. I I'm a believer that home court advantage matters to a point, but once you get into say the conference finals, the teams are good enough to win. Now the energy and momentum might change some things. I'm I'm not you know gonna speak to it because I've never played in it, but I I you know I think the highs get higher when you're when when you're playing well at home, but. Uh, you know, I, I think, I think at a, a very deep in the playoffs, home court advantage isn't as big of a deal as, as people make it out to be. It's certainly in the early rounds, it, it is. And for a team like the Magic, home court advantage probably does matter a little bit more to them. At the same time, though, they're entering this on what feels like a level playing field. If there is excitement, if there is an added level of focus from Magic players and from the team... It's because they sense opportunity. It's because they feel like the door has been opened a little bit for them to run through. It has been opened for them to have an opportunity to win that they might not have had, had the season played out as before. Magic players said, they kind of expect a few upsets along the way. They expect that teams may, may be coming in at different levels, and that if they are on their stuff, if they are, you know in shape before they get to, to the bubble and, and continue to build upon that, that they could maybe catch a few teams by surprise. You know, this difference, this changes. Frankly, probably the only hope the Magic really had to get out of the first round, to win a playoff series. And let's be real, I I still think those odds are pretty long. But the uncertainty over what is going to happen when games begin has everyone thinking, hey, we've got a chance. We can win this thing. Almost universally throughout the league, they've all said winning this year's championship does not deserve an asterisk. Now, it will always be the coronavirus championship. It will always be, you will always have to say they won this playoffs or they won this championship while sequestered at Disney. But they all believe that this championship will be more difficult than any championship anyone has ever won. That getting through the playoffs will be a bigger challenge because they won't have home court advantage. They won't be able to go home. They're they're all technically on the road. And so... They know that this is a big thing and a big undertaking that they're, they're going through. They know this. And. And they know that it is also an opportunity. An opportunity that they can't waste. I mean, to be real, my goals for this team is to have a competitive first-round series. I want them, obviously, finish seventh. And to play a competitive first-round series. Get a game for sure. Win a second game, maybe. You know, be in a series where you have a chance to win every game. Where you take a game. Where you show growth from last season. That last year's playoff experience really did lead to growth. And, And, you know, as disappointing as this season has been, I do see growth. I have seen how this team has grown. I think if the, this year's, if the Magic had faced the kind of injuries they faced this year or last year, they would have been toast. They would have been at the bottom of the standings. I do think last year they've grown a lot from last year. Maybe not in the ways that we anticipated. Maybe not in the full ways that we need them to. And certainly not in the way that really matters, and that's winning basketball games. But I do think that the, they've gained a poise to get themselves to this level. And now that opportunity is there again. And that's what really matters. Everything is wide open. Nobody knows where anybody is at. Nobody knows how ready they really are. And that's going to be the trickiest thing to figure out. That's going to be the trickiest thing for every team to deal with as the season resumes. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, follow us on Twitter at Locked on Magic. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Himalay, Google Play, Spotify, and all the fun places to download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. So you can find me on Twitter at underscore And of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. You can follow us there on Twitter at Daily. Also, be sure to check out the latest episode of the Locked on Fantasy Basketball Podcast, Uh Josh Lloyd has been going through each team that will be restarting and asking some key questions about uh, about the teams themselves. I had my turn on the podcast a few days ago with the Orlando Magic and Indiana Pacers. The latest episode features the Miami Heat and Philadelphia 76ers. So if you're looking for a quick synopsis, certainly for with a fantasy perspective, uh, on, on the teams that will be uh, bouncing, coming back into, into the season and back into the campus setting, Be sure to check those podcasts out over at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. You can download that wherever you download podcasts today. That's going to do it for me, though. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic, this has been Phil prost Wright. I'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.